Welcome to the Jubilee Plus podcast. Welcome to the Jubilee Plus podcast. I'm Abby Thomas and I've made it to the Churches That Change Communities conference in Milton Keynes and I'm going to be podcasting throughout the day from the conference and I'll bring you as many episodes as I can today and then throughout the coming two weeks you'll get the rest. And we're going to be speaking to 10 fantastic contributors to the conference and my first guest is Ben Parrish. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Abby. So you oversee community engagement at Lowestoft Community Church? Yep, that's correct, yeah. And you're a member of the Jubilee Plus core team? Yeah, that's right, yeah, which is great. And you're also a physiotherapist? That's right, yes. So my first question, I've got this kind of problem with my neck. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a pound for everybody that said that in the coffee queue on a Sunday morning, then I would um, probably retire early. You'd probably still not make the minimum wage. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's the start of the day, Churches That Change Communities Conference. Mm-hmm. People are gathering, starting to filter and get their tea and coffee and some sweets. It's always a good start. Always to, a winner. To, um, your answer to this question might be the, might be different at the end of the day, but do you believe that churches can change communities? <laughs> well, I, I hope so. That's why I kind of hear it. But yes, most definitely. And I, and I think I remember years ago before I got involved with Jubilee Plus, seeing the conference was happening um, and seeing that title. And that title just, just caught me years ago, really saying, yeah, that's exactly what we should be doing, isn't it? Changing communities. Mm. So yes, I 100% believe that we can um, see communities change. That's been some of my experience, but also um, I believe we can do it more and more than we ever have done before. I need to as well. And tell me about the seminar you're bringing today. You're not just here. You've got your beautiful high-vis jacket on, but I know you are also leading a seminar. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hosting some seminars. I'm not speaking today, but I'm hosting a couple of seminars. One with uh, one of my colleagues, Paul Mogford, who's um, from Cockermouth. They, he's doing it about how do we respond in emergency situations. He's involved heavily in his local town, flooding and uh, other issues that they've helped resolve. So I think that's really important, especially at the moment where with so many kind of crises and stuff like that that's happening. Uh, and then the second one I'm hosting is uh, with my good friend, Angela Kem, um, who's a South African lady who's got an immense amount of experience working with the poor in townships in South Africa and she's been in the UK for a number of years now and um, her seminars are always interesting they never go to script and God normally does something exciting so we're looking forward to that one as well. Excellent so you might need your high-vis jacket. Yeah might, quite possibly and a hard hat maybe. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned low stuff tell me a story of hope from low stuff in the last year what's despite the challenges of uh, the perma crisis as we've had this last year yeah so i mean i think one of the the stories that i kind of always like to talk about lower stuff actually is that we were a uh, kind of deprived seaside town that some of the big industries have gone fishing and uh, other stuff um yeah there's an incredible sense of community and working together and i think one of the big things that i've seen that's got given a lot of hope over the last year is how everybody's really worked together in the last couple of years and um we've got a really strong network of people both within churches but also um across the agencies across other organizations as, a, as, a, as an organization that works together to bring everyone together um and i think just the what i see is how the how well the churches are respected in the town and, and we are a go-to people for the council from other people um, and I think that gives a bit of hope so if we're talking about churches that change communities some of that comes out of relationship um, and we can only change communities when we've got permission to and when we're asked to um, when we've got a bit of credibility and I think that's what gives me hope in our local area is that um, yeah we've got that kind of voice to be able to do that and, and I hope that we can have a bigger voice to, to have a bigger change so that, that gives me hope because I think yeah there's there's relationship and there's avenues to be able to, to make a difference really. And 
you're bringing people from your church, people they've given a lot over the last two mm. years, who've been through COVID um, and now been through, as we've mentioned, this year of interesting ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And then the winter ahead, uh, um, getting ready to face the winter that's ahead of us. What do you hope for those people that you're bringing along today? What do you want them to gain from this conference? Yeah, well, I really hope they get uh, freshly kind of inspired, I guess, and freshly equipped from God because uh, over the COVID lockdowns and everything, lots of areas of church kind of stopped for a while or people had a bit of a break or uh, their groups weren't running anymore. But those involved in community work and social action, it actually got busier and busier. They've not had a break and it's getting busier and busier now and the pressures are on them and and the emotional pressures of of having to deal with people that are in more and more crisis, um, but also feeling, I guess, in some ways more and more powerless because the the problems are bigger. So I really hope the guys that are coming over from Lowestoft today, they they leave with a fresh sense of inspiration, um, a fresh sense of, uh, I guess, resourcing from God ultimately, because that's really what's going to get get everybody mm-hmm. through, isn't it? Um, and so yeah, so I really hope that they feel kind of equipped and encouraged, and just really valued for what they do, because mm. it's incredible what these guys do on a on a day to day sort of basis. And what do you think the main questions that churches should be asking as we go and, and face this winter ahead? I think, for me, the one big question is how can we bring hope into the situation. I really think that because uh, on a human level, it looks pretty hopeless at the moment, doesn't it? And, and you look ahead into the next six months, the next even the next few years, I think from a human level, we're in for some pretty difficult times, aren't we, as a society? And as churches, we're gonna have to respond and do our best on a practical level. But I'm very aware that of that, well, actually, we've got real hope to bring as well. And so how do we receive that hope ourselves, make sure we're topped up with that hope in order to bring that hope so that we can actually not just be bringing practical help, but bringing hope as well. So I think that's one of the big and the, one of the key things um, that we need to be thinking about and how do we do that in, in the best way we can. And finally, Ben, everyone I interview today, and you are the first, so prepare yourself for this, is gonna be asked, a, a, you can choose what your final question will be. Okay. So I've got some questions in front of me. You can choose a ridiculous question. Right. A serious question or a personal question. So what are you gonna go for? Uh, I'll go for ridiculous. Let's uh, go for yes, can, you can it's see that I've, ma- I've made a list, uh, I've made quite a big pile of, <laughs> I've made a pile of ridiculous questions. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's your first question. Your final question, my first ridiculous question. Ben Parrish, who would win in a fight between King Charles and three koala bears? Um, I think it would probably have to be the koala bears. I would definitely go with them. I'd back them each time. I think they're, they're animal instinct. Um, and I th- I'm not sure Charles ever has really been, ex- the king has been exposed to that kind of fight. So I think he'd be very naive to it. He wouldn't be prepared. Um, and I can imagine him just kind of flustering. So yeah, I'd definitely back the koalas. Thank you very much, Ben Parrish. My pleasure. Thanks, Abby. Underneath the shelter of your wing. Underneath the shelter of your wing.